Welcome to Mums in the Making. Storm's grappling with the realities of being a new mum. And Rachel is currently pregnant. And neither of us has a clue what we're doing. And it would appear that neither do any of you. This week on Mums in the Making, it's Rachel's 20-week scan. And we discuss some pregnancy anxieties. But I was still Googling, how can I tell if my baby has eyes? (laughs) Later on... (laughs) We'll find out the gender. I hope it's a girl, but I won't mind if it's a boy. I really don't know what it's going to be. Rachel is still avoiding the gym. Absolutely no danger. I cannot move my arm if you think I'm going to go to a spot on the treadmill and some bloody shoulder presses. You are at it. And we hear some of your more annoying pregnancy symptoms. Um, the urge to chew, it started off as um, just my cheeks, but ended up with toothbrushes. The amount that I went through while I was pregnant was just crazy. But let's kick off with an overview of the 20-week scan from our midwife, Carla. The 20-week scan, or anomaly scan as we call it, is a really important part of the screening programme. So at this scan, which is carried out by a very experienced sonographer, we're looking at your baby's development and their growth. So we're checking their brain, spine, their face, their vital organs to make sure that everything is developing as we think it should be. If there are any concerns, you will be referred on for further scans and further discussions. And it's really important to know that this scan isn't just about finding out if we're having a boy or a girl, as people think it is. It's a very detailed part of the screening programme and we're looking for certain things. Sometimes your hospital will offer to check the gender, but that doesn't happen everywhere. So if you want to know that, make sure you ask the sonographer before the scan takes place. And we'll be discovering the gender a little later in the podcast, but let's start from the very beginning. We're about to go in for the scan. It was an emotional morning for no particular reason. I was like packing for the wedding that we're going to this weekend. Just started crying. It wasn't even that I couldn't find the right jumper or anything. Just bubbling away. And then I went a walk to settle my thoughts and try and do some kind of meditative moment up near the woods in Annie's land, smelling the the forest after the rain and thinking, okay, I'm at one with nature, I'm at one with nature, I'm a pregnant lady at one with nature. (laughs) And then the dog took a shit and kind of ruined the mood. (laughs) And then I ended up thinking, how do really pregnant people pick up their dog poo? (laughs) I'm gonna need some kind of distance scoop rather than this awkward squat that I've developed. So yeah, mindfulness fail <laughs> and heading in just now. So I'm about to drink a gallon of water and I'll report back. So, good news? <laughs> yes, all good news, all great. I mean, <clears throat> it's a strange experience because you go in and it was a trainee who was with a, an experienced sonographer, but it was very much she was learning on the job and she was mainly talking to 
women, <laughs> the more oh, the more senior course. one, the actual senior <laughs> sonographer. Okay. So she was like, "There will be times when I go quiet for a while, but that's I'm just working things out." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> a single tear rolling down my cheek. <laughs> Me, one Sinead O'Connor, <laughs> and just like gripping Sandy's hand even harder. Um, but yeah, aside from, so it was quite a surreal experience because she's saying, and there's the four chambers of the heart, and just sweeping through, and here's a color map to show the direction of blood flow. And I'm like, but what does it mean? <laughs> My standard grade biology, just like trying to regurgitate it while I'm watching uh, the heart on the screen. It sounds like she's doing like a an online viewing of a property. And if we come through yeah, here, yeah, there's the living room. <laughs> if we descend into the basement, that's where all the secrets lie. Yeah, it was very calming, but at the same time, I, I was unsure whether all of, until she said and that's normal, or, and that's measuring perfect. I was like, okay, thank God. Um, because my biology is so limited. She was like, and there's kidney one, and there's kidney two. I'm You're like, good, like two kidneys, breath. two kidneys. Is there a third? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they showed me, just because we've talked about this in a previous podcast, a previous episode, um, when I was talking about, maybe it's because my cervix is on the wrong way. And then I asked her, I was like, like, we're just going to take a look at your cervix. I was like, cool. Is it on the wrong way? And they were like, sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is it backwards? And they just kind of looked at me blankly and they were like, what do you mean? They're like, your placenta's on the back wall. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Placenta, mwah, 10 points. But the cervix, back to front, upside down. <laughs> they're just like, you are a moron. <laughs> like their faces said it. They didn't say that specifically, but I felt the you're a moron vibes coming at me. So yeah, it turns out that's not a thing, I take it. They were like, your cervix is fine. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and this is why we don't claim to be a scientific podcast. <laughs> We are we're spreading misinformation. <laughs> is it is it in the upside down? No. Okay. So that was embarrassing. Is my cervix backwards? And then I had like a mild panic because just in my head. Um because she was like, I'm just going to measure the neural tubes just to check for spina bifida. Now Sandy has been militant about me taking my folic acid like he's the one that puts the medicine in the little we've got like a a weekly medicine box that has monday to, monday yeah. to sunday that you and normally it, get when you're post 80 yeah 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 and he makes sure that my iron tablet and my folic acid is in there every single day what was, a guy. i know but i obviously forget quite often and he's like what happened to Friday? And see, so you didn't take it on Wednesday. And I'm like, God damn it. So then she starts checking the neural tube, which is what the folic acid is for. And I'm like, maybe I've just completely ruined it with those like missing five days. Like sometimes I double the dose the next day to make up for it. But I was like, this is it. This is where everything falls apart. But it was all perfectly normal. Once you so. find out that everything's good and the baby is healthy, the next big thing at the 20-week scan is, of course, 
the gender. Now, without revealing what the gender is, because I still don't know and I'm absolutely bursting, uh, <laughs> did you find it out? Yes. Okay, because <laughs> your friends and family have had a guess <laughs> at what this might be. The last voice you're going to hear is Sandy's voice. Um, so just to let you know why he's a little bit more on the fence with things. <laughs> I think you're having a bonnie wee lassie. I'm very excited to find out. I'm still going girl, I think. I think it's a girl because she came to me in a dream. She revealed herself to me and she was of the XX chromosome, so. I think it's going to be a girl. You are having a boy. It's gonna be a wee lassie. I hope it's a girl. But I won't mind if it's a boy. I really don't know what it's going to be. So I believe it's going to be a boy. So I don't want to guess if it's a boy or a girl, because I'll be happy with either. There. <laughs> Most of your friends and family have decided that it's a little girl. I also think that it's a little girl, but I think that's from your 12-week scan when it had such a tiny little nose and it looked all petite and, and, and feminine. But it was only a 12-week <laughs> baby. So, you know, you're going to look a little feminine small. boys? There's feminine boys out there? Absolutely, there's feminine boys. So, oh, I'm too excited to even ask. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll take a, a, a drum roll. Here we go. And the baby is... It's a wee girl. (laughs) They were right. They could see into my womb. So yeah, every single, almost every single guess was an educated one. Oh, I am so excited for you and so happy for you. I mean, I hope she likes dinosaurs because (laughs) all of her clothes have dinosaurs on. Oh, I'm sure she will. Oh, she loves dinosaurs and the colour blue and slightly off blue. Um, so she's still getting put in all the boys' clothes that we've got um, for her. But, yeah, I'm really excited because obviously I would have been happy with anything and Sandy did have a preference that he wanted to be boy because I think a lot of men dream of having, you know, a boy that can take to the football and all the rest of it. But now he just has a wee girl that he can take to the football instead. And he's like, you know, we can get her into golf and, you know, should you know, women's professional golf is actually doing really well at the moment. It is, and it pays well. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, so he's eyeing up a professional golf career for her. Uh, but the when I was in the scan, I'm almost convinced, and it must have been just a wee mistake or slip of the tongue that the the sonographer said he and I was like okay and during the scan while I'm like how many heart chambers how many kidneys <laughs> the neural tubes okay all this stuff I'm thinking okay it's a wee boy and I turned to Sandy and said I think it's a wee boy then again I could have completely imagined it and then she said okay do you want to know what the gender is and then she said, I think you're having a wee girl. Congratulations. Sandy said, oh, I've thought that because she did a sweep up its body earlier on. <laughs> I don't see any tackle there. I think most most men see the umbilical so, yeah, cord I, and go, that's my boy. Takes after his daddy. <laughs> and then find out 30 seconds later. <laughs> 30 seconds later. Actually, you're having a little girl. They're like, oh. 
Well, yeah, so we got another couple of photos. They're not as clear as the 12-week scan. I think oh, we got really I, lucky I, in that one. I disagree. I think it is really clear. And she's got a little, really? little expression where she looks like she's going, <laughs> oh, I can't believe you took a picture. <gasps> like, I know. And and she's got, she has got this, everyone comments on the nose. So I think she might have a wee ski slope button nose everyone's my aunt said oh she's got a wee upturned nose already i was like yes as long as she doesn't come out with a snout <laughs> but um you know it's so silly because obviously she can be whatever gender she wants to be when she grows up and all the rest of it but it it is just it's funny to think that now we have a better idea of the wee person that's gonna come out and also it's just funny because you know it doesn't matter how often you're told that everything is normal and everything's fine that other anxieties just come up so like I've had this brilliant scan and during the scan I was thinking how lucky am I to be able to like lie here albeit crying and shaking a bit and have someone tell me that all of these parts of my baby are healthy that is so huge and so amazing so I'm appreciating all that but I was still googling how can I tell if my baby has eyes <laughs> later on <laughs> can you tell from ultrasound if baby has eyes <laughs> like as if my brain was just like what part didn't they mention we've got thigh bones we've got the aorta we've got the spine <laughs> all this stuff and I'm like the eyes <laughs> does it have eyeballs <laughs> so yeah, that's just, you know, the anxiety just crops up. And everyone's been unsurprised, but over the moon to find out. And Sandy's really chuffed too. The only person that was slightly disappointed was wee Max. Max is my best friend's Alex and Ali's wee boy. And he's three. <laughs> Let's hear Max's reaction to the news. Right, Ali, what's your guess? Rachel has a girl written all over her. Baby girl. You're correct. Hey. Congratulations. Oh. No, we're not looking at it. We're talking. Yes, we're talking. Rachel. Auntie Rachel's having a baby girl. Ow. Oh. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little disappointed there. Max thought he was going to get a little cousin. Little boy. Yeah, I thought something fun was happening, but no, you've brought oh, me a girl. Just, it's just the best news. How do you feel about it? Again, well, the, along with the eyes, other insecurities come up with the prospect of raising a little lady. You know, there's lots of things. I mean, Sandy's like, she's grounded until she's 18. <laughs> she's completely, she's taking a vow of celibacy. Obviously, he's joking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you do have to, <clears throat> there's different things you have to think about with boys and girls in the traditional sense. Like girls, you know, you want to protect them and make sure that they're aware of all of the things that they're vulnerable to without scaring them. Mm -hmm. And boys, you're like, how to not, you know, be a bad guy you have to make them be a good guy and look after people and mm -hmm. make sure they're doing all the right things so it's different things the world will be so different when her and Otis are grown up that it's so impossible to predict what challenges they might face or what opportunities might be available to them I honestly don't think we can even sit here and guess what the issues are going to be I think the issues that we worry about now are probably going to be absolutely 
nothing in 15 to 18 years time <laughs> they'll be just putting out fires and like fighting for a high land at that point because of climate change <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah if the papers are to believe uh for sure absolutely <laughs> there's going to be flooding uh, otis is going to be building noah's ark it's going to be otis's <laughs> ark um, there's only going to be very minimal spaces um, yeah, it's it's probably going to be very different worries from the ones that we have now, but yeah. just absolutely gorgeous. Really, just the best news. I'm so excited for you. I know she's so cute already, and like, I obviously I'm horribly biased, and she is, but a fetus. But she's pretty cute. I think the nose is what does it. I'm like, oh, but she has been kicking the shit out of me the last two days, which I didn't realize. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a funny feeling a couple of days ago. And then I was like, you're just, you know, so much has happened in my body the last few months. That I'm like, it's just another ache or pain or something. And I was like, that is a weird feeling. And then today in the scan, I said, could you just tell me, is that, what is the part of the body that's there? And she was like, to me feet. And she showed me on the scan. I was like, mm-hmm, thought so. That little bitch. <laughs> I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that real bad. Yeah, she's just like... I was a lot later on um, because I had a front-facing uh, placenta, which means that you don't feel it as much. So I was really disappointed by that. Ah. But See, mine's on the back wall. That's what I found out. Nice. Nice. Nice and healthy. Nice. nice and, yeah. Nice I mean, placenta placement. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like what you used to compliment each other on when you're going out god your hair looks gorgeous you look so hot it's like where's your placenta mm, yeah great <laughs> chef's kiss <laughs> um, so what does it feel like when she's kicking you uh now that i know it ki- it's kicking it feels more like kicks but obviously that's in my head it feels like my friend described it as a fish moving around and I guess that's kind of the feeling like a kind of flippy floppy feeling something kind of like wriggling like a wriggling movement but now that I know it's kicking I'm like (laughs) you can almost feel the little heels like but when should we start to feel that kicking and what does it feel like here's Carla with the facts Feeling your baby's first movements in pregnancy is just so exciting. It's a huge milestone in pregnancy. It's just lovely. We're looking about 16 to 20 weeks is when you'll first start to feel something. If you're a first time mom, it's a little bit towards 20. If you've done this before, it's a bit earlier because you know what you're looking for. Your baby is still really, really small at this point. So it's not a huge kick or a huge feeling. It's more like a pop or a butterfly or a little bubbly feeling. If you don't feel anything by about 24 weeks, if you go and see your midwife, we'll do a quick check and just make sure everything is okay. But for most women, 16 to 20 weeks is when you start feeling that first movement. I will come back on a little bit later to talk about movements further on in pregnancy, because it's really important that we recognize those and talk about those and the importance of them. But for the moment, 16 to 20 weeks, you should be feeling those first exciting little movements. Remember when I was speaking to you at the 12-week scan and you were talking about how much space the baby seemed to have in your uterus? Yeah. You were you were almost yeah. boasting about it, actually. I mean, it was really quite <laughs> arrogant. <laughs> um, no, not so much, eh, my friend? Not, not so, so much. much. No, no, no. And also, my 
belly is, you know, getting more and more uh, enormous as the days go on. So it should be making more space. And yet the wee one is just curled up in there. Yeah, it's funny so. because I think when your bump starts to appear, you're like, oh my God, it's enormous. And you feel like it's huge. And then every week it gets bigger and bigger. And you're like, couldn't possibly get any bigger than this. And then it just does. And you're thinking, wow, my... um. My body is flexible. Oh. How is it doing this? You think at some point this is going to stop and it, it really just doesn't. It keeps getting bigger. <laughs> I'm prepared. That my, I've made my peace that my body is going to expand like a blimp. <laughs> um, Are you moisturising? I remember moisturising militantly every morning, every night. So Sandy's putting on my fake tan moisturiser for the wedding that we're going to tomorrow. Oh, uh, he's doing that this evening and we had we did some moisturising earlier in the week. So Sandy has been a first volunteer for that job. <laughs> that will uh, be unsurprising. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing it probably not as often as we should because I know that your skin can really stretch quite quickly. <laughs> So yeah, we need to be more militant with that, probably. To be honest, I don't think, I think lots of people do it. I don't know how much there is evidence out there to say that it helps. But certainly for my own mentality, at least I knew I had done everything that I could. Um, mm. But I was quite fortunate. I didn't actually, I didn't get any stretch marks, but they are, I say that I'm fortunate. I think there was a part of me that was thinking... They're like your battle scars, right? <laughs> you, you want After some pregnancy, war wounds. Those are the things that you go, look what my body did. I got them in puberty, so really I'm like, like I could do with not getting any more because my boobs like appeared overnight. I was like, all right, okay, well I guess they're here to stay. Uh, so <laughs> I would, I would like to avoid gaining any more, but I guess it's genetic as well, isn't it? Take some collagen or something might keep it away. I was having a wee look around um, some of Otis's stuff and I found a little book that I wrote all the way through my Aww. pregnancy. I wrote a little entry every week. And so I found the entry that I wrote when uh, Otis was 20 weeks and I went for his 20-week scan. Uh, <laughs> and I've started it saying, it was just your dad and I at the scan. We were both very nervous. Your dad gets stressed putting the car in for an MOT. So this was a huge moment for him. <laughs> And then it goes to say that absolutely everything was fine, but the fact that he was not moving was a big problem. You were blooming upside down in the scan. I'm already giving him a hard time. Every time the doctor tried to take a, a measurement, you would move or turn away from the camera. I was asked to go for a walk uh, to try and make you move. I was then asked to go for a jog. I did jumping jacks. Did you move? No. Um, so then it got quite negative. So then it, then it got negative. <laughs> You've been you've been bullying him up to this point, and also care slightly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that was probably the hormones. And then it was like your measurements were all fine, everything was all good. I couldn't get a good picture though. Here's your face. <laughs> I remember that though because I was so I wasn't. That's not true. I wasn't so annoyed, but. I thought blooming typical because this is the last opportunity that you'll have to get a really good picture of your baby because after this point all the scans the baby's going to be really really big and weirdly they can't get a good image of the baby as a whole so your 20 week scan is kind of the last opportunity for you to get a picture of your baby you know head to toe Otis however from the moment he was conceived 
remained ready for birth. He had head <laughs> thrust into cervix. He was in the birthing position, ready to go. I hope he is like that for the rest of his life, just always ready. Anyway, at that point, in the 20-week scan, it's a very difficult position for them to get a picture. So they couldn't get a body and a face picture. So I could either choose to have his feet in a photo or his face. So I chose his face. But I was very upset that I couldn't get all of it together. My goodness, was I doing those jumping jacks properly. Oh, See, we never got the choice. It was just... But she wasn't lying still either, or lying in a good position rather. So she was in breach, which I assume is the opposite of what Otis was. So she is... Oh, toes down. Toes down, yeah. So I said, where's the head? And she said, oh, just underneath your belly button just now. So I think she was going to like squint with her feet. God knows. But we didn't get offered the the full picture and it took a while to get a good angle and I had to do the, the belly dance. But no jumping jacks. Jeez, oh. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, if they'd asked me to do jumping jacks, I would have told them to sling their hook. Like <laughs> earlier on in the week, I had a trapped nerve in my hand and shoulder, which was causing me no end to grief. I went into work and you... <laughs> Colin, my colleague, was like, at one point turned turned around and whispered, are you okay? Because I can hear you audibly wincing. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, do you think the clients can? <laughs> he said, no. And I was like, then it's fine. <laughs> the show must go on. So that was really sore. And Sandy, in his wisdom, was like, do you know what I think we should do? Do you know what I think would help? <laughs> At me. What do you think? He's like, let's go to the gym, let's do a workout. And I was like, oh no. Absolutely no danger. I cannot move my arm. If you think I'm going to go to a spot on the treadmill and some bloody shoulder presses, you are at it. So that went down like a lead balloon. How's the trap nerve now? Uh, it's still sore. That's why I've swapped hands for my microphone as well. So it is still sore, but I trust it will go away in the next couple of days if I rest it enough. But it's, it happens. I've looked it up and obviously it's perfectly normal. Uh, carpal tunnel is apparently very common in pregnancy because of the increased fluid, etc. So it could be that. It could be something else. I've given up asking at this stage, to be honest. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. One thing gets cured and another thing pops up. But the fact that we went for the scan today and we have a bit of news and we saw her, I'm like, okay, that makes me less grumbly about the physical annoying things. Rachel's right, pregnancy is filled with very annoying symptoms. So we thought we'd ask you what your most annoying symptoms were. And here's what you had to say. My name's Kaylee. Um, my worst, most annoying um, symptom of pregnancy has got to have been um, the urge to chew. It started off as um, just my cheeks, but ended up with toothbrushes. The amount that I went through while I was pregnant was just crazy. I was glad to see the back of it once my um, daughter was born. Hiya, it's Nicola having absolutely no appetite and having to force feed myself during the whole of my two pregnancies. It was just horrendous. All people ever tell you is that you eat for two. No one ever says that you lose appetite. It wasn't even through sickness. Wasn't sick at all. Didn't feel sick at all. Just had no appetite whatsoever. 
at Christmas time in the winter in Fort William and all I wanted to eat was a salad or a fruit salad. Hi, I'm Saren. If morning sickness wasn't enough, I developed a very itchy condition in the last few months of my pregnancy and will wake up in the morning with blood under my fingernails. I had to have a oil bath regularly to cope with the condition. It was very unpleasant. Hi there, it's Georgie. My most annoying symptom in pregnancy as a twin mum was literally having the ping pong ball effect of one twin kicking the other twin, kicking the other twin, and vice versa, constantly backwards and forwards, only at night time, of course, I wanted to sleep, never during the day. Hi, Storm and Rach. Uh, where to begin annoying pregnancy system, pregnancy symptoms? Uh, lots. <laughs> but I think the number one one, which I actually heard on your podcast the other week there, is definitely discharge. That is the most annoying one for me, it has to be said. Um, you think that you're not going to get a period for nine months? Well, here's a shock to the system. You're going to buy more pads than you might have had before. Um, and you're going to have to use them every day. Um, so definitely, unfortunately, I think the most annoying one for me, discharge, for sure. My most annoying symptom in my first pregnancy was something I'd never heard of, which is pelvic girdle pain, or PGP. Um, and basically you get terrible pain in your pubic bone um, and it gets worse as the pregnancy goes on and as I think it's something to do with the relaxin that your body is producing that's causing your bones to spread apart but essentially you do feel quite a lot like you've been kicked in the fanny um, for quite a long time Um, and it can it's not constant but it can strike at any moment where you're just going to have this sudden like terrible ache right in that bone um, just in your pelvis and by god it is not a fun symptom i'd never heard of it before and yeah i'm putting that up there for in my list of most annoying things about being pregnant so my most annoying symptom in pregnancy was a bit of a weird one i um i got migraines with aura which is with like a kind of visual impairment so uh, the first time it happened was quite scary i was in walking around ikea with my husband and um just basically like bit by bit the these kinds of like dappled effect as if I was looking through water started happening on my eyes until I was basically completely blind lasted a couple of hours and then um, I got tingly fingers and um, in the end I got a headache that was kind of after everything else had worn off but it was really scary I was kind of calling one one um, but by the time I got through obviously had passed but yeah uh that was it with and then it kept happening um that was around 30 weeks and i think it kept happening then for the rest of my pregnancy it happened like just a few minutes before i was meant to present <laughs> it happened out for lunch with like a partner it's quite inconvenient and because it's a visual impairment they make you go to triage and get tested every time well that sounds a little more serious than annoying so let's find out more from our midwife carla Headaches during pregnancy are really tricky to manage. If you're somebody who has headaches or migraine, when you're not pregnant, they can get worse in the first trimester because those good old hormones are running riot through your body, causing all sorts of imbalances. And it's really hard to cope with that if you're a person who has hormonal migraines. 
The good news is that they do tend to calm down as things settle through your second and third trimester. But if you are experiencing headaches in pregnancy, we do get concerned as midwives and health professionals. We always want to check that out and take some more information. So if that headache is at the front of your head, if it's combined with visual disturbances, if you've got some upper tummy pain, if you've got any swelling, then we start to think, is this preeclampsia? So preeclampsia is a very serious condition in pregnancy. It can cause you to be very, very ill. So we'd always take some more information, usually invite you in, do your blood pressure, check your urine and do some bloods to make sure there's nothing else going on and it is just a headache. If it is, we can give you some advice. And if it's not, we can certainly treat you appropriately. So really important to let us know any headache symptoms, ring your pregnancy assessment or your maternity assessment, get some advice and definitely get those headaches checked out. Can I give you some good news? (laughs) Yes, of course, please. 20 week scan means you are halfway, my friend, and probably Uh, more than halfway. We're halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, how does that feel, the fact that you're halfway through this process already? Do you think it has been long or do you think it's actually felt quite quick? No, it's been it's been ages. The weirdest thing is, though, (laughs) Sandy's given up entertaining this but every day I go I can't believe I'm pregnant still still can't believe that I'm pregnant I can't believe I'm five months pregnant and he's like wow and now he's just going wow me neither yeah mad crazy because he's like of course you're fucking pregnant it's all you've gone on about for five months that's nearly half a year of my life has been spent with you talking about nothing else but being pregnant and then I'll go I just I just can't believe it because I do still feel quite disconnected from I, 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 feel, I feel like sometimes it's sold as this poetic oh you know my baby and I I just I felt her move for the first time and all this kind of stuff and I just I'm still a little bit disconnected from oh there's actually a wee person in there I've not plugged in yet <laughs> I think and I think I fluctuated on both of those like when I went for the scan and I saw his little body and his little feet and his little hands I did feel connected even at the 12 week scan I was like oh my goodness there's something in there but it's so long between scans that you go That's maybe it. it was all a mirage and I yeah, yeah. am I pregnant is this actually happening but let me reassure you you definitely are pregnant and if you are under any illusion or you're questioning at any point just check your search history because by the sounds <laughs> of things um, it is a very bizarre mix of pregnancy hysteria and hormonal outbursts. How can I find the eyes? Bring me them. Um, yeah, I mean, my my Google search history reads like some kind of horror show. But the answer is always yes, that's, that's what happens in pregnancy or don't worry. So I should probably quit Googling, I guess. You are currently in possession of some incredible news and incredible information about the gender of the baby a lot of people opt for a gender reveal but I know that you're not going to do Mm. that because we've discussed it previously and you don't want to do a gender reveal so how are you telling people so I told my family earlier we had a full very chaotic as always full family whatsapp video call so aside from that there will be no uh helium balloons or 
you know, pink and blue fireworks or anything like that. No glitter cannons. We'll just tell people, mainly because I now want to find the best name for her. <laughs> that will prove a challenge. When we first conceived, he said, if the baby has my last name, you can call it whatever you want. Direct quote. So, I mean, Deal. Rachel never forgets. I was like, okay, cool, fine, let's do it. But then as time has gone on, unless he wants to call the baby Vito, which is entirely possible, I guess, he's vetoed every single name that I've come up with. So today in the car, when I was just yelling out, you know, sometimes road signs, <laughs> like just reading thinking, random. <laughs> Shouting over the playground. <laughs> Egglefick! Get back in sight! Greta! <laughs> There's some great Scottish names out there. Oh, especially up here in the Highlands just now. Bamf! Bamf! <laughs> I, I actually quite like Bamf. Anyway, don't give me ideas. Well, I can't wait to hear the final list, but I'm afraid, Rachel, we have run out of time. Uh, for this episode of Mums in the Making so I will have to wait till next week to hear an update. Okie dokie! Bye! That's it for this week. Join us next week when we'll discuss baby moons, relationship issues and lightning crotch. Now if you'd like to be involved in our podcast and become one of our mum squad then follow me on Instagram at Storm Huntley and drop us a voice note. Until next week, it's bye for now. Bye!